Mustache Tales. Yeah! Hello, welcome to another Mustache Tales. I'm Jay Chandrasekhar. This is Hayes MacArthur, uh, and I'll introduce our guest in a second. So, I'm going to talk. I'm going to since we're on this, the subject today is going to be longevity uh, and and health. And you know, I uh, was a a teenage Indian kid in the suburbs of Chicago, and there were none, uh, uh, none others around. And you know, it was a time when Animal House was out, and you know, Fletch and Caddyshack, and all these movies where the characters were sort of getting hammered. And I remember very eagerly, very, very strongly wanting to be part of this. I mean, I was, you know, my parents are born in India, I was born here, but I wanted to be part of this. America. I wanted to be a normal American kid. And so I started drinking uh, at 10, and then I stopped for about two years until eighth grade. And then I started at 13, and I never stopped. And, you started drinking at 10? Well, one night. I mean, yes, one night. And I'll tell that story. It's what were you drinking but, at but 10? I, well, at 10, at 10, what we did is we went behind my parents' bar. We took a pitcher, a tennis, yellow tennis pitcher, which is about this big, filled it with a little bit of each alcohol so we wouldn't get caught. I, you know, I, I've, all, I've, I've been rarely caught in my life. I've been like a professional criminal from the beginning. Uh, and we walked around the neighborhood drinking out of that pitcher and got, as you can imagine, horribly drunk. Uh, and then I showed up on my parents' uh, doorstep on a Tuesday uh, in the summer. Uh, and then threw up all night. Um, I called my mom a bitch and did all sorts of awful things. Uh, and then uh, the next day, we went out to drink wine. Well, no, we didn't go to drink. We went out to dinner, and the people at the next table were drinking wine. And I was like, I'm never drinking again. And I didn't until I was 13. Uh, and then at 13, I never stopped. Uh, and I always felt like that sort of, Smoking weed and frankly, uh, you know, drinking and doing cocaine and ecstasy and all these things, mushrooms. It people looked at me and were like, "This Indian is not like the other ones," and maybe they're cool. I know, I know, I actually enjoyed all that stuff. I really did, but it was also a part of my identity. Now I'm older, um, and you know, it's very important to be healthier now. Right. I mean, to me, it's, you know, and, you and I'll tell that? you all the things I'm doing to be healthy. What's that? I said, don't you hate that? That you have to be healthy now. Yeah. So here are all the things I'm doing to be healthy. I eat vegetarian in the morning. I, 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 I um, intermittent fast 16 hours. So my first meal is vegetarian. Next meal, I eat whatever I want. I, uh, I do, uh, I do med I meditate every morning for 10 minutes. I do 20 minutes of yoga and 20 minutes of calisthenics. I play golf seven days a week. Uh, I That's not healthy. <laughs> eat on the Mediterranean diet. I largely don't smoke much weed anymore. Occasionally I'll eat it, but I can smoke it now, like once every six weeks. But alcohol, you know, I was reading about this thing called neurogenesis. And neurogenesis, according to what I read, was if you don't drink alcohol for seven days, you can generate new brain cells in your hippocampus. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. And as it turns out, I've been trying for about 
three years and I've only made one night. And I don't even drink a lot on, on these nights. I drink, you know, at most two to four, right? But the monkey inside me cannot stop having one. And, uh, and I, I, you know, I quit cigarettes like years ago. And, I, and I'm trying the same approach with alcohol. I'm reducing and I'm tricking myself. But my question is this. My body mass index is 24. Uh, if I do all of these things, can I drink a little bit? <laughs> now I want to introduce you to our guest, Dr. Greg Bailey. He's the founder of the company uh, Juvenescence. Uh, he's in health. Uh, sorry, he's a healthcare entrepreneur. Uh, the company is devoted to to finding medicine um, and supplements that help you to live uh, longer, uh, healthy. Uh, did I get that right, Greg? Health is important. Okay. Okay, great. So yeah, I do all these things. I mean, look, the, the reality of the people who listen to this podcast is they want to know if they can have a little trick. And I met you. When I met you, I asked you a similar question. And you said, I said, how much alcohol is, is okay? And you said, zero. Don't shoot the messenger. Any, any update on that answer? <laughs> yeah, no, unfortunately. It was, in, it was actually, to be fair, last year there were two studies, 600,000 patients, 400,000 patients, that said to live longer, zero alcohol is the number. Previous studies that indicated that you know, drinking was good, but what they didn't differentiate is most people don't drink alone. Um, you know, they drink with people. We know that being social, being interactive, play a huge role in living longer. So what I would say, and then a study came up again this year, and again it said you know half a glass of wine was 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 uh, would live longer. So I actually published a bit of a, a blog on this. And I said, so so pick whichever one's going to make you happiest, because we know being happy allows you to live longer. The number one quality for living through 100 is is being happy and being involved in a, a respected, um, integrated in society, having a sense of purpose. The number one way to live longer is education. And number two is money. So I don't know if that answered your question, and you, you can pick and choose which of those well, answers I, you liked. <laughs> Greg, I just love that, you know, um, well, well, first of all, when, you know, usually we interview comedians and actors. So when Jay said that he was excited to have you on because he's been listening to your lectures and, and researching your product and mentioned that you were a serial entrepreneur, I was like, I love cereal. You know, I grew up in Applejack and Frosted Flakes and Lucky Charms. And he was like, no, no, hey, this is a different angle for the show today. But I did some research on you and you've created and been part of uh, companies that are billion dollar, over multi-billion dollar market caps and for uh, migraine drugs and prostate cancer. And now you're in the health space. And I just, I just am so shocked that Jay uh, is taking all the knowledge that you possess to make him and ask you about drinking. If you can have some drinks to start it off, because that's the real motivation for having you on. <laughs> he was looking for you to say, Jay, you can knock down a half bottle of vodka. I'm and it, buddy. Okay. <laughs> you know, you said zero. Zero. When I was practicing medicine, uh, well, a, a doctor I worked with was asked, you know, doctor, if I stop womanizing, drinking, smoking, gambling, will I live longer? And he said, I don't know, but it'll seem longer. 
So I'm, I'm acutely aware <laughs> that quality of life plays a huge role in this equation. Do you drink? I don't. I mean, I do it to toast because it's not religion, but uh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah. Got it. And when it's did you stop? We know it's a poison. Put it on, you know, a cut and it'll kill the cells. Unfortunately. There you go. There you go. Interesting. Um, I, uh, <laughs> so let me ask you this. You're, you're in a field. Um, and this, look, as somebody who, who does all of these things that I do, and I'm sure you probably do even more. Um, my Instagram feed starting to get blown up with doctors, uh, neurologists, uh, you know, these, t in addition to like bikini models and golf swings. Um, I also have doctors and neurologists. So, I mean, you can really get a sense of who I am by, by looking at my Instagram. Uh, that's why I have a fake Instagram, which I won't tell you what it is, but that one's the real deal. Anyway. So, so, um, you know, I, I listen to these doctors initially and I'm like, Oh, this guy's a neurologist and he's, his job is devoted to stopping Alzheimer's. And then he posts a lot like. I don't know, it has to be three or four times a day. And I feel like I'm about to be sold something. And it's a, it's a, it's a space that's similar. It's not really similar to show business, but it's, it's, you know, in, in show business, there are a lot of people who are like, let me tell you what the next big movie is going to be. And most of the people don't really know how to make a movie. They don't really know how to do it, but they're trying to make some money. Um, and so I have a, a little thing inside me that really doesn't want to get ripped off. Um, and so I, I, I look at all these doctors who I feel like are about to sell me something. And I'm like, it's a tough space to be in, right? Like, I'll give you an example. Uh, there's a thing, there's a thing called face yoga, right? I, I, apparently it'll, whatever, it'll sculpt your face. It'll drain your lymph nodes. I don't know. Then there's a thing that's like a, big rubber thing you stick in your mouth and you just chew it and that sculpts your jaw then there's a thing called spartan gum right which you just it's really tough gum and you chew it and i'm like and i read about this stuff too much uh and i'm like am i about to get ripped off for 32 bucks by a pack of gum uh and i i feel like this this space is hard like it's like i mean your you know your job is to convince people that you are you know, one of the companies that know that sort of is going to just unlock the fountain of youth. Uh, do you meet a lot of people who are, who are illegitimate? So, I mean, it's well, really skeptics, tough. When, yeah. we, when we were first starting the company, you know, you, you realize that you have to trust me. I'm going to give you a product that you may have to take for 30 years that's going to add 10 healthy years to your life but you don't know it till the end. So I have to have enormous credibility. So when I was creating the company and, and I was working with a group as to how to position, I said, we're living in a world that has a crisis of trust. We don't trust politicians. We don't trust um, pharmacy. We don't trust doctors anymore. We, we really don't have this issue. So how do, I, how do we rise above it? And if you walk into your Walgreens, your Rite Aid, your CVS, you're going to see 100 things that say they're anti-aging and they're not. So how, how, what do we have to do? So credibility is enormous for me, you know, and so everything I will produce 
is going to have clinical trials double blind. So we have give the people the placebo, give the people the product. I don't know who's getting what. Somebody else is monitoring, not us. And then at the end, we can say, this does what it says. This truthfully, you know, can can do it. And and I told the team, I said, if we have a product and we launch it and we subs even if it's doing 100 million in sales, we subsequently find out it doesn't work, we have to stop making it because I have to have you you trust us. So yeah, it's huge. And and in our sector, there's an enormous amount, well, as I said, go walk into any drugstore, you know, every most cosmetics would say they're anti-aging. So yeah, it's really it's it's definitely a cross we bear, but the clinical trials and the most important thing is we are beginning to create uh, blood work biometric panels that I can tell you you took this product haze today, and I tested you before you took it, and I tested you at the end of the year, and in that year you only aged six months. Wow, now now I'm going to take your product. So we are going to be have that level of sophistication to do it. And by the way, the first anti-aging drug is on the market today. It's called Wagovi, uh, Ozempic. And if you take it, you know, it's anti-aging because it prevents you from getting heart disease, neurological disease, diabetes, losing weight, metabolic disease. And it's 100 to $150 billion a year that they think it's going to be in 2025. So if I have a drug today that allowed you to live 20, 10 years longer healthy, you're talking a hundred billion dollar a year product. So do the clinical trials, make sure they're incredibly safe because people are gonna need to take a long term. And you have something profound. And then you rise above the morass. If that made sense. Talk, can you talk about the difference yeah. between between health span and lifespan? For for someone who doesn't know the difference of those two things and why you've keyed in on health span and because your other your other products and companies have been focused on actually, is it wrong, increasing lifespan, the prostate yeah. drugs, but this is actually a liminal phase before you would get to. Yeah, no, but delighted. I'm trying to figure out how to be funny telling this now that you've told me you have all these comedians on. Um, but basically, the discrepancy between when you die and when you were last healthy is health span and lifespan. And in the, and in the developed world, there's a 10 year gap, and it's a bell curve. So some people are sick for the last 20 years of their life. Some people are really, really lucky and they're healthy till the day they die and suddenly they kick off. Um, there's a very famous race car driver who told his wife, give me a cup of tea. I think I'm going to die, be dead within the hour and did. So, you know, isn't that, that would be an ideal scenario for most of us to, you know, just literally live really well to the end. Interestingly, it's 10 years for the developed world, except in Denmark, where it's three years the distance between health span and lifespan. Nobody knows why. But um, so that's our goal. I want to give you 10 healthy years. You know, nobody wants to live another 30 years if they're in a wheelchair, they have Alzheimer's. So it has to be about health, which is to go back to your point, Jay, earlier about the neurologists and Alzheimer's. I don't think we're going to be able to treat Alzheimer's. I think once you've started to create these tangles, we've you know you may be able to slow it down, which is what the current drugs do. This is all going to be about prevention. You know, can we find a product that prevents you from starting that, you know, falling off the cliff? Well, like this, this neurologist who I still do trust so far, he's every day, it's like, you should take these three things. And the next post is, you should take these four things. And you're like, I don't, I don't even know how, I don't know the dose. I don't know the, I don't know if I trust you. I don't, you know, I don't know. 
at this like, point in time. Are you trying to guide, are you guys trying to create a multivitamin? Like, do you, do you, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. No, we're doing sit around drugs like, as well. And they, they literally work on pathways yeah. that are involved in aging. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, okay. Do you sit around, like when we, when we write comedies, right? We sit around and go, well, let's make one where we'll play the Secret Service. Or let's make one where it's a golf trip to Scotland, whatever. Do you guys sit around and go, we need a pill that makes you harder longer. We need a pill that makes your face look younger. We need a pill, like, do you do this? Is this sort of how this? No, my, my team tried to do that when we were starting. And I said, this is all about being opportunistic. You know, we're yeah. going to be approached by people who've already create, you know, spent 10 years in a lab. You know, one of our guys who's developed a product called Plasmalogens, you know, it's, it's his life work. And this is potentially a product that would appear to uh, decrease your chances of getting Alzheimer's by 6x, which is preventative. <clears throat> but he spent his life. And, and if you told, I mean, I knew I wanted to find, try and find a drug that prevented Alzheimer's. Did I know that I would find one? No, but have we? Yes. I told, you know, when we started the company, I said, I want to give you 10 healthy years of living. And we found a product out of University of Michigan that may indeed give you 10 healthy years. So, you, you know, you have to sort of, you know, wait for things to come to you. We know areas that we'd love to find a product in. There's a, an area called Clotho pathway that's remarkable. And if you could find something that modified that, that would be incredible and would add significant healthy years. What is the Clotho pathway? Um, I'm not going to do it great justice, um, but it's, it has places. There's four major cellular pathways that cause your body, to, your cells to age. It's mTOR, sirtuins, AMPK, and um, nicotinamide. And they're, on, they're also in a feedback loop. And, it, and clotho is one of the interactive elements within it. So if you can solve that riddle, which I think is not going to happen until we have quantum computing, I can literally begin to slow down the aging of your cells. Now, David Sinclair at Harvard is working on something called epigenetics, where he changes your genetic profile back to a younger state. And in mice, has been able to reverse aging by 50%, according to his paper that he published recently. So there's all, all sorts of spectacular things that are happening. How, how, do, how do you go about changing a genetic profile? Um, so you have 22,000 genes. You'd be happy to hear, Hayes, if I change less than 5% of them, you're J or you're your significant other. So it, it's that, you know, they're that few. But the more important factor is when they're turned on and off, and that's epigenetics. And so... If I can reverse what has happened as you've aged back to an earlier state, I literally can change basically your, the, almost your biological age. So it, it's profound. Um, and basi basically, it's done by methylating the DNA, which is also how we figure out what your biological age is versus your chronological age. And by what I mean is chronological age, how many years you've been on the planet, biological age, how, how fast or slow your body is aging. And Jay, because he's doing all those wonderful things to his body, will be have a younger biological age than somebody who's not uh, doing yoga, meditating, eating well. The risk, though, I mean, mentally, as I think about it, 
with with affecting DNA is, you know, what if it, what, you know, what if it causes some unknown thing, right? I mean, obviously, <laughs> now obviously we could never know that, right? I mean, uh, but so we're not influencing the, the DNA have to take. with the epigenetics. We're influencing how they're turning on, on and off. You know, I'm not changing. I mean, you are changing. The epigenetics changes the DNA, but um, that that's not the process. But yeah, there there's a thing called CRISPR. Um, the two people who created, who founded, a, basically won the Nobel Prize. There's there's zinc fingers, which we had before, and now CRISPR and CRISPR Cas9. Um, which are just iterations of how to manipulate your DNA. And they had a problem with one of the CRISPR products causing cancer, but they've also found one which is amazing um, for hemophilia, where they literally can splice in to reverse it. One of the things to get rid of the Alzheimer's, which you're at risk of if you drink, um, mm -hmm. but we hopefully will solve in the next couple of years for you, is um, that we, we actually use CRISPR to put in the, the protective gene for, which is APOE2, APOE2. Unfortunately, Chris Hemsworth has the other one, APOE4, which is the bad actor. But uh, due to hopefully with CRISPR, we may be able to give Chris, you know, that, that APO product. CRISPR, can you just edit my genes to get me to stop drinking four drinks a night? Interestingly, uh, I, I was talking to David Sinclair and I asked him, I said, what exists today that's going to change the world the most in the next five to 10 years? And he said, I will be able to edit your genes. And, and then somebody else was sitting on the other side of me, Alex Pickett said, yeah, I'll be able to use a spray, a virus with CRISPR, and I can change your hair color, your eye color, or potentially your, you know, uh, appetite for alcohol. Because basically, you know, a lot of it is genetic. I have a question about um, young blood. Okay, so I read about, and look, the reason I'm reading about all these sort of things is I, I wrote a novel uh, about a neurosurgeon in Chicago. Um, and uh, so I've been reading a lot of stuff about, you know, brains and longevity and whatever. And so one of the things, one of the characters asks this uh, brain surgeon if uh, getting transfusion of young people's blood can make you younger and the and the so i looked it up online and and what what i found was that there was a study that is not i don't think they have any conclusions yet but they basically attached a a young mouse to an old mouse two studies uh, and and okay and then the 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 older mouse in fact seemed to become younger but the younger mouse seemed to become older yeah uh, and it made me think of how horrifying some poorer young people are going to, the decisions they're going to make, uh, you know, to give Rupert Murdoch their, their blood. You know, how much will they, how much will they accept? I always kid that it's going to be Larry Ellison, but we can go with Rupert. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Darth Vader himself, the emperor. You know, it's called parabiosis. There was Tucker a study it's called parabiosis. There were two studies, one done in 1957, where they conjoined the old and the young so that they shared the same blood. And to your point, old mouse got younger, young mouse got older. And then they repeated it at Stanford in early 2000s, and they found the same result. Since then, everybody who is in that lab is trying to find out what the magic elixir is. Harvard thinks it's something called GDF11, 
And there's a company called Alivion, which has a GDF11 product to try and reverse aging. <clears throat> so the problem is, is it me giving you one shot of young blood uh, or do I have to, or do you have to continuously be getting the young blood? And is it really all down to growth hormones and just younger hormones that's causing me and, and the d damage that is done to our, our blood system as we age being foisted on that poor young person um, strapped to Rupert Murdoch, Larry Ellison's back. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, it's really fascinating to see where it all ends up. But their research this, this, uh, is crazy on these sort of things. They've just taken a brain at Yale University, a pig, and had a pig that died. And I've forgotten how long, but it's a significant amount, say two, three hours, took the brain and, and brought it back to life in a jar. So this pig is now, his brain is now alive, and they're talking about doing it in humans. Your science fiction novel and neurosurgery I, novel. I mean, th this is exactly how we make a movie in Hollywood. We take an idea <laughs> like this, and I'm already like, whoa, let's get, you know, let's get Margot Robbie and we'll attach her to an older woman. And there's, you know, and, you know, like, and they have to be connected. They're circling. I mean, this is, this is, you know, and they can't wear shirts because nobody has a shirt or arms. You know, you get how it works. Um, but yeah, this is, I'm not kidding. I'm going to make this movie. Uh, go ahead, Dave. Greg, do you, do you think that the way people are able to predetermine what their uh, genetic code is and what they're exposed to based on their genetics, um, it, it, and especially being in the space of pre uh, preventative medicine, is going to lead, I mean, how does it drive the demand for, it's, it's almost like with the Chris Hemsworth thing, I don't know if I would want to know what my body knows if I'm predisposed to something. And if I do know, I'm going to be in a new market. I'm a new customer, for lack of a better word, of, of all these different products to address these uh, genetic things that I'm you know, predestined to get. Have you seen, is that driving a lot of stuff in your space of people rushing into an area to try um, to prevent something that's going to happen to them? So, I mean, people ask all the time, you know, should I get my, gen my genome done? And, you know, do I do 23andMe, which isn't really a whole genome. You have to do the That's called SNPs, and they're not, you know, it's a little bit accurate. But, yeah, no, I mean, if if I had the BRAC gene, you know, which is the one that Angelina Jolie has, so I'm going to get, not if, I am going to get breast cancer. Yeah, I'd want to know, you know, so you could try and make decisions as she did with her doing the um, mastectomy and, and mammoplasty. So I think there, there's certain ones you'd like to know because it would change your behavior in, and you'd be able to prevent them. So that's huge. Um, and also, once we know a gene predisposes you to something, yeah, let's try and find a drug so that you know nobody wants to know you, you've got a gene that's going to give you brain cancer if we don't have a treatment for it. But if I have it, know that right. you're going to get brain cancer, but I can prevent to find a drug to prevent it, all hail. And yeah, I think that, I mean, most people I would assume would want to know and would want to have that product. So, but it is, you know, it's a yin and yang, and that's going to be very interesting. And it will dictate what I call precision medicine, you know, where the product they view haze is different than the product that Jay should take. And it will prevent the diseases you are predisposed to. And we're getting them. We're very close. We're talking to a company in Canada that is, has some of that technology today. 
the 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 technology to prevent uh certain things as they come up as as a detection and do so you, a, do test be able you. to get like an a la carte menu of what's going to happen to you and then you can go chase down the remedies that's uh, what i want <laughs> like you guys are tough man i got to i want to know what's going to happen and what do i take it. you want the a la carte medicine uh program um i think that you know we're, we're going wants to... to know how to drink too believe me <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we will begin to sort this out i don't know you know over what time frame we're we're gradually picking them off now as to you know knowing that this produces this um genetic profile and this epigenetics um predisposes you to xyz and so how do we either reverse the epigenetics or give you something that'll supplement because they did some really cool work um in people who weren't responding to it to the drug that they should have responded to and they tested their metabolites in their body, and, we're, and now have six supplements that they can give this people to to make the drug work for them. You know, which is amazing. So yeah, it's cool stuff coming and crazy stuff like the poor pig brain, and now some human being wanting to have their brain in a jar. Jay, another movie, buddy. I, I, I <laughs> another movie. That's number two. Uh, my question is this. Okay, so I've been uh, intermittent fasting for about three years. And to me, I'm able to control my weight like a dial. Like if I, if, if like, occasionally I'll run it up to 189, I'll have a couple of cheeseburgers. I'm like, ah, I'm going to get back down and I'll eat salmon and I'll just kind of clean up like a little bit of the, you know, I don't eat a lot of sugar, but you know, like less, no pasta, whatever. And I can dial it right back down to 183. Um, and it's no problem for me. I've psychologically gotten to the point where I'm like, I eat at noon, no problem. Now, I read uh, that there that that putting your body into this sort of like, it's not starvation, but it's like deprivation. Ketosis. Like, okay, ketosis. Well, like ketosis. That, and well, I want to talk about ketosis in one second. But, but the other things that I heard can create similar reactions in the body are, and I want to know about this, are cold plunging and um, uh, like exercise. Have like 30 minutes of like heart-wrenching, pushing exercise. Are those things that, that you would also recommend? Like, I mean, do, is there anything to cold plunging or have you looked at that at all? Yeah, no, definitely. The guy named is Wim Hof is the guy who like banging on about cold yeah. plunging. Um, and so... What we there's a thing called heat shock protein that's released when you jump in cold water, and we know that it's very potent anti-inflammatory. So I think it has an, an acute effect for inflammation, which is really positive for because inflammation is a really bad actor because it leads to fibrosis, and, and fibrosis destroys your organs. Um, so yeah, it's good. Do you live longer uh, when you cold plunge? That that we're not there yet. Nobody, I mean, the people in Finland aren't living any longer than the rest of us. And they do the cold plunge, so I'm not convinced it is anti-aging, um, but I am convinced that it plays a, a role in modifying inflammation, fibrosis, which are bad actors. Exercise is extraordinary for anti-aging and and to your neurogenesis that we talked about earlier. We know that it releases BDNF, which causes neurogenesis. So it's fantastic. Walter Bortz, who's the head of gerontology at Stanford, said, if you are fit, you mentally and physically decline at half a percent a year, generally starting around 25 or 30, unfit 2% a year. That's a hell of a delta. 
So yeah, you know, wow. yes, both are very good for you. Intermittent fasting, you know, we're also learning it turns on and off some genes that are definitely playing a role in aging. Um, heat shock protein probably does as well. well and uh, so I think that they're all good actors, but aging is complicated. But good stuff to do. So can so you talk to me them. about? I, I've 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 read a, a bunch of different approaches to intermittent fasting. I mean, Jay, intermittent fasting. I thought it was you know really taking uh, three or four days of depriving your body of food. Walter um, Longo. Jay qualified it once, like he skipped breakfast and he calls it intermittent fasting, which you know. Well, I it's sixteen it, hours. What? Sixteen hours. It's like you no, know, I ate dinner, I skipped breakfast, and then I ate lunch. Yeah. I'm like, let me tell you. Let, let me tell you something. I didn't invent intermittent fasting. I just read about it. It said 16 hours. So I go from 8 p.m. dinner to noon, and they call it intermittent fasting. And I'll tell you something else. Everybody I tell I do intermittent fasting, the first thing they say to me is, oh, I already do that. And I'm like, well, then why are you 20 pounds overweight? Well, this is what I don't understand because Tim Ferriss, author of The 4-Hour Work Week, The 4-Hour Body, I mean, what a great lane. Everything's four hours. He described it 30 grams of protein within 30 minutes of waking up, followed by 30 minutes of cardio. So, and then, and then he would uh, skip meals this way. I've also heard it described with where Jay says 16 hours. Do you have a, a, any knowledge on what's the best way to do it that you've seen, Greg, that uh, what defines intermittent fasting and its most positive uh, effect? So the one that the most research has been done on are two different models. One is eating in a six to eight hour window. Um, and it, it does have some positive effects on genetics and, and a number of other things. And that we've seen in, in mice that do that, they do very well. Generally, when people eat in a six hour Wait, window. what is six day, eight hour? Six day, eight hour. How, so how does hey, that so you're not going to like the answer. It means 16 uh, hours off. The other yeah. eight, you're eating. All yeah. right, Bowden. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you, 16 to 18 hours, you don't eat six to eight. You do. And some people like, I think Tim probably do it in four hours cause he does everything in four in fours. Um, but, uh, then there's Walter Longo, a USC who had amazing study results by doing a fast five days, 800 calories once every three months, if you're normal weight, once a month, if you're fat, once every six months, if you're very, very skinny, and it resets how your body deals with energy. And um, he had incredibly positive results in aging. And to the point where it's now used at some cancer clinics for breast cancer patients because of the positive effect. So what I do is I, I also eat in a six to eight hour window. Um, to uh, Tim Ferriss's model, David Heber, the professor um, emeritus at UCLA in nutrition, says that you have to eat one gram of protein for every kilogram. So, Jay, if you're 180-something pounds, is probably 80 kilo. kilo. Um, and so you should eat 80 grams. But he said the mistake that Americans make is they do it at one sitting with that huge steak or that big protein. He said it has to be scattered throughout the day, which is what Ferris is talking about. So I sort of eat in that window because I have a little bit of protein with nuts and yogurt in the morning. And, you know, and then I, and when I actually have having what constitutes a meal is in the window. And then once every three months, I do what Walter Longo says. If you guys decide to do it, my recommendations are the following. One, do it when you're jet lagged. So you're not going, ah, 12 noon, I've got to have lunch. Ah, 
you know, six o'clock, I got to have dinner. So your, your body's a little messed up. And the other thing are mushrooms are incredibly filling with very little calories. So um, you can get through this easy when you know, get a nice sauce for the mushrooms. Um, and it's five days, 800 calories, no, no meat or meat byproducts and, uh, and healthy carbs. But did I hear, did I get this correct that at one point you said uh, during the eating phase that 85% would be carbohydrates? Um, no, it's- uh, What's the break? The break? It's basically off of uh, Scott Simpson's work out of Australia where he said 70% healthy carbs, um, 10% healthy carbs. to 15% healthy protein, and 10 to 15% of your diet should be healthy fats. And he said, and that's across, he's a zoologist. He said, that's across all mammalian species. That's the basic ratio. The worst diet for you is 70% unhealthy carbs <laughs> or massive amounts of protein because that's very hard on your kidney and your, and your liver. Um, so scatter the protein and you know try and get the healthy carbs and the Mediterranean diet, again, that Jay alluded to. 70% carbs. So What's a healthy carb and an unhealthy carb? Because I always thought carbs were the, that was the thing that you I had. Think I have. Let me see if I got, can I try? Yeah, uh, sure. Like and I'll fruits, criticize, which is always fun. Fruits and vegetables are healthy carbs and unhealthy carbs are potato chips, bread, pasta. Exactly. Yeah, and and, and the really good carbs, and a really interesting study is like um, the... Uh, the whole grains, the really healthy grains, because they actually, I can eat sugar like fruit. And if I eat the whole grains, um, quinoa, all those sort of things, they actually mitigate the effect of the sugar so that it doesn't bother you as much. There was a study that just came out recently. So there's some really healthy grain foods that you should eat in that healthy carbs, along with the fruits, fruits and vegetables. Because most people think, oh, I can't do any grains, but no, quinoa, all those sort of and guys are very good for you. And lentils and whatnot. Do you have a newsletter? I do. Do you, do you have a newsletter? Okay. Ains and I can stop writing all these goddamn things down because we're like... <laughs> <laughs> we can also just listen to our own podcast know, and, and take but, our notes, but, but we're taking it at the time like we're in like, class. Take notes. Walter Longo, uh, he just this is the last... I'll, well, we can move on. But uh, does he recommend doing this five-day thing every... A uh, few months, is that what it is? Three months for normal the, people. Uh, and he actually sells a pro, you know, uh, program, but basically it's got a lot of buckwheat in it. And, you know, you can just, fig as long as you can figure out what 800 calories are, you're way to the races. And as I said, I, mean, I have it's no idea how fruits to do vegetables. And nuts. Oh, I see it. Um, uh, I, when I, ha when my kid was born, my first son, there was no such thing as uh, saving the cord blood, Placenta. the cord, umbilical the cord. cord. Then when my daughters were born, there were two of them, I, I was able to do it. And then I was like, God, I've, I've, I've created this scenario where my son will get sick someday and he won't have his own cord blood. And I can't remember if they didn't have it or if I was just too cheap, but I didn't get it. And now I'm paying every year I'm paying for this cord blood. I'm like, maybe he can use some of their cord blood. Or maybe I can use some of their cord blood. You know, uh, is that, what do you think? Do you, is that important uh, to do cord blood? We're going to solve it so that you don't need to do it. Um, we're learning an enormous amount about creating um, pluripotent, which is, the, is a good stem cells. 
even from like your fat, your, you know, so you'll almost be a, it'll be autologous. It will be much like the cord blood that you've got for your daughters. So that's coming. And depending on the genetic profile of your son and daughters, um, they may be able to, sh and you may be able to share in their stem cells. Certainly, it'll be a better match than it, than getting it from somebody else if we haven't solved the riddle on creating stems, your stem cells for you, which is coming fast. Uh, Another movie? You have a question, it's I mean, that is a movie. That that's a Sophie's Choice of cord blood. Movie. It's a cord blood Sophie's God, Choice. God, I should have done it. I'm so you can pissed. only pay for one of your kids. I'm so pissed, and I pay this three hundred bucks a, a a year for cord blood. I'm like, that's a great, that's great. I'm psyched. Uh, I I I have a question about limb growth. Um, we have a company that does limb can... growth. Ah, okay. Because you know, one of my pals. Uh, in my comedy group, Broken Lizard, Eric Solhansky, uh had his his knee, his basically his leg amputated from the just he has this on his on his right leg below B, uh, BK is a below was, knee amputation. Yeah, and so he he was it was something that he, by eighteen months old he he lost it, um, and and he still beats you in a foot race. <laughs> no, but he was he was the captain of his baseball team. He can ski. He can play golf. And he told, he often told, I would sit there in bars while he told women that he was, uh, the shark took it in a surfing accident. Uh, and that works, by the way. Um, uh, but, <laughs> Seems you know, like a hell of a price my, to pay to pick up a check. <laughs> <laughs> my, you know, I always, I always was jealous of those guys who would go on The Tonight Show and they would pull their shirts up and they'd have that shark bite out of their, out of their chest. I was like, man, I would love to. I would love to get bitten by a shark like that and then let go. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't want to get. But you know what I mean. You, yeah. you're, now you're on the Tonight Show. You're like, come on, light up, ladies. Um, but but here's the thing, right? You, if I know that you have a company. Okay, that's interesting. You can grow limbs back. We cut How off you... the limb, a leg of an animal, of a creature, a living entity that should not regrow a leg, and we regrew the leg. And we published it in January 2020. And uh, they can, this Michael Cap, David Kaplan can do incredible things with regrowing limbs. Can you, like, how how much is it going to look like my real arm? Does it have all the bones? Will it keep growing? Will I have like a 12 foot arm? Like all these, these are the questions I'm sure you've answered. Dead, Deadpool. Um, so basically, when you go from embryo to fetus, your cells communicate using ionomeres, which is basically electrical messages back and forth. Haze, you're going to become the skin. You know, Jay, you're going to become the bone. I'm going to become the nerve, the arteries. And they self-organize. And you don't have a choice which one. You're like told which one you're going to become because of whatever the electrical current that hits you. So with quantum, even now, Kaplan and David Levine and, and, uh, and Kaplan have figured out what that message is to regrow a hand or, or leg in a frog. And frogs shouldn't regrow legs or hands. Um, and now they can cause them to basically, you know, cut off the limb and regrow that leg. Now, some of them look more like a leg than the other ones. But the extraordinary thing, if, they, if it's a younger frog, literally it looks exactly like uh, a normal leg. And it has motor sensory, it moves exactly the way it's supposed to move. So 
they and I think when we have quantum computing, they're going to be able to unlock that secret for humans, where you know your friend, you know, um, can decide whether he wants to regrow that the rest of his leg. I have a comedy movie idea. It's going to be a little silly, but okay. You cut off uh, a man with a with a with a microphallus, small penis, and you grow it larger. Do you think you could do that? Or in um, my case, can you make mine smaller? <laughs> so basically, we have the brilliant Greg Bailey on, who's in charge of helping people improve their quality of life. He's been an innovator in the what healthcare happened? space for all these ailments, and you just want to know <laughs> I'm good if you with drink is like a larger penis. Greg Bailey out. <laughs> <laughs> these products are all about really what we want at our core, right? Like. As as the humans, as these animals, we want to, we want to have younger looking faces. We want to live longer. We want to have bigger dicks. Like, you know, like these are these are the, the market is going to push it that way. Am I am I wrong? <clears throat> you know, I think I'm not. I'm not sure. You know, down to your you know bigger dicks. But um, you know, there's a, a drug that we have in another one of the companies that I started, the migraine company. We have a, a drug called myostatin. And uh, we know that if you have an anti-myostatin, you'll become lean and muscular. You know, you'll be more muscled. You don't, and that's without doing a crazy workout. And it'll make you, so Ozempic, Wagovi, all those guys, they you lose 15 or 22% of your weight, but, but 25%, 20% of that weight loss is your muscles. So this is a great combination because you, on this drug, you lose 8% of your weight but you actually increase your muscles. So you're losing disproportionate amount of fat, let's say 12%, but you're increasing your, your muscle outside it. So yeah, these drugs are going to be powerful. I mean, we got Botox for a reason, right? So um, this could be another drug that allows you to gain muscle mass, which is amazing because at age 60, 70, you begin to lose muscle mass regardless of how hard you work out. So, and I know you want to stay hard. So um then you know it, it'll play a role in musculature, but uh, as for re whether the thing that can regrow the uh, penis to a greater length, it would be and right now it would be unlikely it would regrow what you had before. I'm going to stick with what I got. Yeah, um, that's not a comedy <laughs> movie now. <laughs> uh, what about this? Uh, I re I think I read. Or I heard about you talking about injecting a lymph node with a liver cell to create a brand new liver or a kidney or whatever. Is that yep. a thing? Yeah, no, absolutely. We are proved to do it at Harvard. Um, and, it, and we were working on two more hospitals. Yeah, what was shocking, Eric Lagasse, the scientist, I don't know how he came up with it. I don't know where else he tried injecting. But he fundamentally found out that if I take liver cells, healthy liver cells, and I inject them into the lymph nodes that are around the liver, they turn into a liver, do all the functions that the normal liver does. And if I do a pathology, I actually send a biopsy of that to, to a pathologist, he can't tell the difference. The lymph nodes literally become that, that organ, a kidney, uh, a pancreas for diabetics. You know, And the, the extraordinary thing is we have uh, 200,000 people in the United States who unfortunately have uh, horrible liver disease, and we only have 8,000 uh, livers available per year. So um, what he can do is he can take one liver and, and be able to treat 75 patients. 
which would work out to covering all the people who are unavailable for getting it on the donor list. So it'd be a transformative technology um, if it pans out in human clinical trials. And amazing. That's incredible. Also, is you can do the the organ that controls your lymphocyte, your T cells, which degrade as you age and is why older people die of COVID and young people don't, despite what Joe Rogan says. (laughs) I swore when we started this podcast that it wasn't going to turn into eventually uh, a vehicle for selling supplements. I swore. And uh, I think we're headed down the road. I think we're headed down the road. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, there's some excellent supplements I, out what there. A, uh, what about eye regeneration? Is that, uh, I mean, you know, the like, same is thing. that possible? When, you know, it, the company's called Morphoceuticals, and it's Kaplan and Levin are the, are the two scientists. And basically, there's an electric signature to create an eyeball. Um, so... Uh, you, you know, ha- once they see that in a fetus, you know, when it goes, it goes from embryo to fetus, they'll see that. And once they get that signature, I can grow an eye. I can grow, you know, an ear, so whatever you want. How soon are these things? I mean, how soon are we talking about for these things? Like, There's a you huge know. delta. Um, the drug that potentially can add 10 healthy years to your life goes into clinical trials this year. The drug that uh, can prevent, potentially increase, decrease your chance of getting Alzheimer's by down from 60% to 10%. Um, it goes into clinical trials next year. The, uh, the program that would allow you to regrow a hand or a leg is probably seven to 10 years. So it's not that far off. No. Not crazy no. talk. We, we, might, incredible. we might make it. <laughs> uh, I have a few more questions on this. Uh, how much sleep should I get? We have always said, Matt, Matt Walker is the book that you want to read on sleep um, and because he is the god of sleep. And he used to say, it. Ha- if he, <laughs> I was at an event where he presented and, and I was presenting on aging and you got up and you had testicles and he had everyone's attention. And basically... Um, he said, if you have sleep less than five hours a night, your testicles will shrink by 35%. He had all the male listeners listening. Um, and But subsequently, we found out that in actual fact, the it is there's a, again, there's not a right number. There's some people that can get, a, get by with three to four hours. Most people, it should be seven to eight. Um, okay, so... I, I, I just wanted to immediately go take a nap after I heard the five hours. Of- <laughs> yeah, whoa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a look. Whoa. Whoa. Um, but, can uh, you ex- honey, I got to sleep in. You don't want my <laughs> testicles to shrink, do you? <laughs> uh, can you explain what ketosis is? Yeah, and then I, I think we're running and running out of time, actually, as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. basically, there's two ways to get into ketosis. One is you starve yourself. And that's what Walter Longo's diet does. You have about 36 hours of sugar, most people, in their liver. And so you have to sort of burn through that first. And then by, you know, day and a half, two days, you um, your body begins to eat itself. And it, the next thing it eats is fat. And fatty acids turn into ketones. 
ketones are processed by your liver and turned into something called BHP. Um, that is a food source for your heart, your brain, and all your all your tissues. <clears throat> we know that your tissues are better served if they're using BHB than sugar, glucose. Uh, it's a healthier product for them. So that's one way to get into ketosis is to starve yourself. And by day two or three, you're there. It's also potent anorexic. So people are in ketosis don't feel like eating, which is a big problem for anorexia nervosa. Um, and then the other way, which we found in the last 10 years, is I can give you a ketone ester where it seems to work better than the salts. And within, and I, we literally ran clinical trials because we have a ketone product. Within three to six, within 15 to 30 minutes of taking our, our ketone ester, you'll be in ketosis. You'll stay there for three to six hours. You can eat French toast simultaneously with, the, with taking the ketone ester, and you'll still go into ketosis. But now you'll have high sugar and high um, fat product. And um, and then you can uh, go into so you can use that as an alternative. And so ketone esters, uh, you can actually take exogenous ketones, or you, can, or you can do it through diet. University of California, Burke uh, Davis did a study, and they found that animals that are in ketosis on a regular basis live thirteen point six percent longer than ones that aren't on that don't experience ketosis, and it protects your brain and your heart. So it's a big deal. Wow, okay. And it's easy to do um, to get there. And you've created a um, something that helps you get there, that puts you yeah. into that state. 15 to 30 minutes. And the Department of Defense just gave us $10 million to run clinical studies on the military using the product because most people in ketosis, which you probably experience a little bit of with your with your intermittent fasting, the uh, those people... Uh, talk about being very mentally acutely aware and having more energy, which would be fantastic for, you know, soldier deployed in some remote area right. to take a little drink and be back in the game. Uh, so let's get to the vouch uh, portion of our um, of our show. Uh, Greg, I, I started an app called Vouch Vault, and it's basically the Instagram of recommendations. You just you put whatever you love on there, and it's a way to preserve old movies you know, Caddyshack, Jaws, whatever. And so your kids go, oh yeah, these movies are all in one place and you kind of, or books or red wines, whatever, whatever you love. So today I'm going to vouch for, it's called Optimist Botanicals. Um, and it is a mocktail. Um, and I've found that like in, in, in attempting to reduce my alcohol intake, that if I have a one vodka soda and then two Optimist botanicals with with soda water, my my monkey brain is tricked into feeling like it had three drinks. Um, I know, I know, it tastes really good, and I'm looking for now like non-alcoholic red wines. I I need to trick my brain into thinking it's not getting deprived of anything because I you know no one ever called me a quitter. Uh, but yeah, Optimist botanicals. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm the recent big fan of this mocktail. So that's what I vouch for. Hayes? Uh, well, I was going to, um, having Greg on uh, and the innovation he's made in the healthcare space, I was just going to vouch for dirty anabolic steroids. The Lyle Alzado. <laughs> I'm going to do a rough cycle and get bad skin <laughs> and have rage, rage episodes in the house. <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's incredible how far uh, all that stuff has come. I'm going to vouch for uh, 
two movies I saw recently, which are kind of throwback movies that I'm excited to see because we uh, we felt like we went through this crazy phase of, of huge spectacle movies. And I saw both of these movies in theaters, Boys in the Boat, directed by George Clooney, about uh, the U.S. rowing team um, right before the start of World War II from Washington State. It's a great underdog story. Uh, reminded me of Hoosiers and and just an inspirational, uplifting story that I really liked. And then I saw The Holdovers uh, with Paul Giamatti, directed by Alexander Payne. And I thought both of those uh, movies were fun to see in the theaters because you couldn't check your phone or be on your tablet. You had to pay attention, and and they were great stories. So that's what I watched over this break. Right. Right. So uh, interestingly, I bumped into the director of Hoosers, and he said, uh, Hoosers wouldn't have happened if one of the kids in the semifinal game had been one year older. His name was Oscar Robertson. He was 14 when he was playing, and he said when he was 15, he would have crushed the team that, ev- that eventually won and made the movie Hoosers. <laughs> um, so so I, guess, I guess riffing off of our, our final discussion, you know, could, and and a product that's available today that I am confidently say has the potential to modify how you live healthy is the ketone ester. It's called Cognitive Switch. It's on Amazon. Um, 15 to 30 minutes after you take it, you're in ketosis for the next three to six hours. We know that this is a fantastic state for your body. Um, may play a role in alcohol um, in preventing, you know, how long you, you um, how much the alcohol affects you. Um, and also diminishing the amount you want, but most importantly is its effect on protecting the heart and the brain. And as I said, uh, right now we're, we've got a bag, $90 for 30 days. So $3 a day to, you know, to get a slightly smaller cup of coffee at Starbucks and potentially take a product that may add years to your life. So yeah, I think it's a very profound one for your fault. And you, and you take it when? Um, good morning. question. And, and recent research, uh, it was being used by six of the teams on the Tour de France. Um, and what they found was it doesn't help your performance, but it helps your recovery. So after you've ridden, you know, over 100 miles, you've ridden in, in that 40 miles yeah. an hour, you can take it afterwards to recover to go do it again the next day, 27 days. Um, so, yeah, recovery is amazing. I personally take it in the morning. Um, so I immediately get into ketosis with, with partial dose. And then I take it after uh, working out for recovery, the other half. And Greg, you can get it, you can get it on Amazon. And what, what, do, you, what do you search exactly? Um, if you put cognitive switch um, or ketone ester, we should, mm-hmm. we should come up. There's another competitor called Human HVMN, um, but I think they're twice as expensive. And we have, a, have some great clinical results. I don't think they have those. So cognitive switch. Well, yeah, because it affects your cognition. And most people talk about the mentally acutely aware. So which is also nice to have a supplement that you actually feel it it uh the process. And it, it's tasteless, the powder, so you can put it into coffee in the morning. Um, or you can put it into your smoothie. But don't put it into like a vodka soda, right? <laughs> yeah, at nine in the morning, get the day off just the way you want it. <laughs> Have you heard Dean Martin's uh, quote Greg, about drinking and hangovers? They asked no. Dean Martin, they said, you know, 
you drink a lot. And he said, yeah. He said, you know, I actually feel sorry for the people who don't drink. When they wake up, that's the best they're going to feel all day. So. <laughs> I, yes. I, I, have a, I have a quote uh, uh, that we get in with, but I, I made a film with Burt Reynolds and uh, I was telling him, this is back in 2004, I'm like, you know, I have a few every night uh, and I just can't see, you know, uh, this has been going on a while. And uh, Bert told me that he was talking to uh, Errol Flynn. Now, Errol Flynn is, in his, in Hollywood history, the most famous drunk in the history of Hollywood. Uh, and he said, he said, Errol Flynn told me, he goes, you know, I wake up every morning hungover and I quit drinking. And then I start again every afternoon. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I agree. Intermittent uh, fasting. Anyway. <laughs> intermittent fasting. Intermittent drinking. Um, all right, Greg, that was so fun and uh, for us and uh, so interesting uh, and so exciting. I really appreciate it. Uh, and I'm going to contact you offline and get your, uh, get your uh, I, need to, I need like a little list of what to do. Yeah, I've, I've got a regimen. I also have a website, Greg Bailey, uh, uh, and, and Dr. Greg Bailey, MD, at, I think it's tongi.com. So, yeah, and it has a list of my regimen okay. on the second page of what I take. Oh, Thank you very much for having Perfect. me. Hey, it's a pleasure to meet you, Jay. Great to Thank see you. you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Mustache Tales.